Welcome along to the first Extra Time League of Ireland voice note. Keith Tracy and I coming to you from Richmond Park where we've seen St. Pat's draw one all with Derry City. We'll also be hearing from Mount Hawk Park where Cove Ramblers beat Kerry by two goals to nil. Kerry's first night in the League of Ireland. Andrew Morrissey of Radio Kerry will join us from there. Uh, we're going to hear from John Flanagan, the former Dundalk captain, because Dundalk drew one all at home to UCD tonight. Along with us also tonight, we've got reaction from Joe Gamble who was witness to Bowes' 2-1 win against Cork City at Turner's Cross. Keith Tracy, as we're here, let's concentrate on this game first. I suppose it was the feature match of the night. St. Pat's won, Derry City won. Derry City going 1-0 up through McIniff in the first half. Pat's equalising late on through a scrappy enough Joe Redmond goal. What did you make of it? I thought it was nip and tuck. I thought Derry were the better team in the first half. Uh, Pat's huffed and puffed towards the end of the, the, end of the first half. But once... Once Dirty went and got that goal through McIniff, you sort of feared for Pats whether you're going to be blown away because Dirty are very capable of doing that to the large majority of teams in this league. But Pats just hung around in the game, didn't really do anything. But coming into the last 20 minutes, they, they made a couple of changes, change formation, and they seemed a little bit better. There was more quality coming into the box. They looked an awful lot more dangerous. I think, uh, I think Tim Clancy would be delighted with the point. What do you think he said at halftime? Because Pats, I won't say they were a different team in the second half because they actually took a while to get going, but they did improve in that second half. I think they, they needed to move the ball a little bit quicker. I know they had uh, they were up in the 60 percentage of the, the possession, but you know there's no point having the ball if you're just passing it around the back of your own 18-yard box. They needed to get the ball from back to front a little bit quicker, utilise the pace of some of the wingers. And I think it will get better with time. Obviously, Tom Lonergan's making his, uh, his second uh, St. Pat's debut, was feeding off scraps. Looked an awful lot better when he made some substitutions. But like I said, first game of the season, can't read into it too much either way, but... I think Pats would be uh, Pats would be happy. Derry, not so much leaving uh, leaving Richmond Road tonight. No, let's completely overreact because that's the nature of this podcast. We're going for those tabloid like headlines and hot takes, as they call them in journalism. Now, um, we'll talk about Derry. We'll concentrate on them in a while. But what about St. Pats? Otamusu had some good moments tonight. Had some dodgy moments. Lewis, you could say the same, making his debut for the club tonight. Creator. Looked like he's got something a bit about him. Lonergan, as you say, settled into the game. And then off the bench, Atakai did what we know he can do. Almost created a goal chance. Had a penalty claim as well. Owen Doyle held the ball up really well when he came in. And Mulraney looked good from play, but his delivery was first class as well. Yeah, really liked the look of uh, Mulraney. Once or twice he went on the outside. Clearly has the pace to be able to run past people, which is what you like. Once or twice he put balls into the box that were hit by the first man. But that will come with time. And yeah, uh, create it in the middle as well. He looks like he has a pass. He Once or twice he got uh, Sam Cortis in behind at the start of the game. Some of his deliveries from set pieces were really, really good as well. And if you have created in there with Forrester as well, so much of people that when they come to Pats will think, let's go and deal with Chris Forrester in the middle of the pitch. So if they're going to overload and get bodies in around Chris Forrester, you need somebody like create as well that can go and hurt the opposition. And clearly Pats seem to have that now. What did you like about Derry City tonight? Just how comfortable they were. They, they looked like a team who knew what they were doing. They were prepared to let Pats have the ball. Sometimes you'd see a, a so-called bigger club coming here. Pats having possession, thinking we can't have this. We've got to go and get the ball. But they were very, very comfortable in their, in their shape. They moved well as a unit. Pats, you know, they had one or two decent chances. The, the Doyle header probably could have done a little bit better with. Other than that, you know, there was decent balls into the box. They didn't defend well at times. But no real openings for it from a Pats point of view from open play. So... I'm sure Rory Higgins, he won't be happy with the point tonight, but as a, as a, a start and out point, not too bad. Not a bad performance anyway from Derry. 
obviously nothing about tonight I think would have changed what you think these teams will do this season for you are Derry very much title contenders are they possibly the favourites given the experience that they have and the fact that Shamrock Rovers while they have a good squad there's an awful lot of change in there I wouldn't put them as favourites, O'Shane, I'll be honest with you. I think I still think Rovers will go on and go on to win the league. I do think Derry will push them that little bit closer, but I think the rest of the league will be a little bit closer. I think Pats will get closer to Derry. I think Dundalk will be that little bit closer. But in my opinion, I still think Rovers will go on and win it. But like I say, Derry are more than capable of putting a run together, going and beating Rovers. And look, if, if Rovers get bogged down in Europe again this season, there's every chance that they could be caught by Derry. I know it didn't materialise last season, but yeah, I... I I, I like Derry I think they'll get closer but I still fancy Rovers I have to be honest Keith we're going to be doing this an awful lot here this season because you and I are on the games for uh, LOI TV at Richmond Park um, just before I let you go wasn't it just great to be back tonight the place was packed it was sold out it was a great atmosphere you know we had the drama of St. Pat's going behind and then getting the equaliser late on. It was just everything we love about the league was on display tonight. Yeah, it was everything. I, I, I said to you beforehand, Oshie, the car has a flat tyre, so I had to get the Lewis up today and I got off at, at the at the Lewis stop. I was walking through. You could feel the buzz in the air. I could start smelling the fried onions as I was walking towards the stadium and all the feelings were just starting to come back. And, you know, very rarely I miss not playing a game of football, but today I was half thinking I wouldn't mind being out there. But yeah, it, it's great to be back and look at the... We saying... Like, at times, the, the Irish League can be a bit physical, but everybody's going about it the right way these days. And look, it's a, it's a pleasure to be a part of and, and be able to comment on it. And a pleasure to have you on the first ever Extra Time League of Ireland Voice Note podcast. Keith, thank you very much. You'll be back here next week for the game against Shelburne. Shelburne drawing nil all with uh, Drogheda tonight at home. And um, yeah, not a great start for Shelburne, but a very good start for St. Pat's who fell 1-0 down. We're dominated for large periods, but got the equaliser through Redmond. Uh, Keith Tracy, for now, thank you very much. Let's hear from the St. Pat's and Derry City camps. It is the Extra Time League of Ireland voice note. I'm on the pitch at Richmond Park with Tim Clancy, the St. Patrick's Athletic <coughs> Manager. Tim, um, a one-all draw on the opening night of the season. Are you happy, sad or indifferent? Um, I'm probably a bit indifferent. I thought we, we deserved something out of the game. Um, I think Dixon Derry, a very good team. <coughs> um, <coughs> we, we spoke about not making mistakes because if you do make mistakes against them the quality they have they'll punish you and that happened with their goal um, Joe Redmond uncharacteristic mistake he's tried to play the ball when he should have just cleared it in the middle of the pitch and they broke and I think McEnough gets a gets a good finish so um, disappointment with the goal we conceded because we we, um, we sort of gave an opportunity that we should have avoided um, but the way we responded um, was good and this we get a late goal sort of sends you away a little bit happy Is that one of the immediate learnings that you can take from tonight because maybe you need to take him down outside the box. And I know that's cynical, but look, if it's good enough for Man City, it's probably good enough for St. Pat's, Derry and everyone else. Well, listen, I think uh, you're probably playing against the best team in the league for um, the cleverness and, and whatnot. <coughs> Sorry that Derry showed. Um, they'll constantly stand over free kicks. People don't get booked when, I think they had, I think at one stage it was 14 fouls to four and they had no players booked. I think we might have two. So they're very clever um, and that's what they are. They're experienced. They're a good team. Um, and that's not just about the, the technical footballers they have, but they're, they're very good and they, they don't give up many chances. So um, a set piece is what's, what's, what's done them today. Um, I'm sure uh, he'd be a bit disappointed with that, but it's, it's a positive for us. When I suppose fans look at your team tonight, they'll particularly focus on the new players. But that's a good thing because they actually played well. Noah, very good. Um, Creator was excellent. His delivery was uh, good from set pieces. Mulroney, when he came off the bench, made a big difference. Yeah, and Tommy, Tommy led the line very well. And Tommy as well, um, yeah, sorry. So yeah, listen. We've got we've brought in a few players that were, that were good. 
<coughs> sorry, uh, my chest is at me there. Uh, there's plenty of um, positives to take from tonight, and I think the lads will only get better as the as the season goes on. The new lads will when they get used to the league. And just before I let you go, how good was it to be back in front of a packed house and uh, a support base that got behind you, made noise, made it an occasion in the past? League of Ireland games sometimes haven't felt like occasions tonight it did and I think that's going to be a regular occurrence as it has been for a while here yeah and again it was, it was sort of like the end of season feel there where there's something up for grabs and there's stuff riding on the game <coughs> sorry um, but a lot of the players uh, will respond to that and they see that the fans and the the, the atmosphere and the flares going off um, and it's to send them home reasonably happy with a, with a late goal is, is a positive on our behalf Tim Clancy thanks for talking to the uh, Extra Time League of Ireland voice note Cheers, thank you. Very pointed, aren't you, Core? Season off and running. Disappointing the way you lost in the last couple of minutes? Aye, of course. And and we've done that to a lot of teams ourselves. We scored late goals. and It's difficult, difficult to accept when it happens against you, but we probably conceded too many set plays late in the game and, and it was one too many and they punished us. But uh, given the, the bodies that we didn't have available here tonight, given Michael Duffy got injured in the warm-up, McJana comes off in the first half, um, we, we had to adapt and, and uh, I think we've done that but there's no disgrace coming down here and picking up a point even though we would have obviously liked three. With Dallas suspended as you mentioned there the, the injury to Michael Duffy before McJanet just before half time uh, obviously some plans go out the window but you had no problem throwing Jordan McEniff in there for his first start for Derry and, and, and he done very well. Aye he done really well um, we've, we've good players here and they're all good players and I trust every single one of them uh, and Jordan done really well tonight, and, and he'll only get better from this. I suppose in the first half, he created uh, I mean, absolutely clear cut chances. Uh, maybe disappointing that they go on. Uh, we would have liked they went done maybe two up at half time. It wasn't to be. And there was always going to be a period of pressure from the home team because they're a good side. They introduced really good players as well in the second half, and, and we come under a wee bit of pressure. But by and large, we stood up to it, um, apart from that one that one lapse from a set play. Well, thanks for the point is okay here in the capital. Uh, it's no disaster. Uh, some pads have improved. They're a really good side and, and for me they'll be right there so uh, we take the point and move on. Well, just a word on, on the injuries with uh, Cameron and Michael Duffy. Uh, uh, is there an assessment already? No, well, Michael's a bit of a slight calf problem. Uh, McJanet's a bit of a hamstring issue so we'll see but um, we've, we've a really good squad here and, and People are, are more than ready to come in if needed. Suppose then, Barry, it's uh, Cork at home next week. You always say in all your other feuds, it's all about the next game after this 90 minutes is over. And I suppose uh, you've seen the fans down here, they've travelled, and it's just a matter of getting back home now and seeing what the brand new one produces next week. Our supporters were amazing tonight, really, really good. Uh, they deserve so much credit and, and the numbers that they did, uh, the they did and, and, um, our players really appreciate it. We really appreciate it as a football club. And, and, we look forward to getting home next week and trying to put on a good performance for them. I suppose finally, Murray, maybe a word on your debut on tonight. Uh, Adam O'Reilly, he, he's an absolute pest in that midfield. And uh, I suppose uh, Young O'Neill didn't think he was going to start on that injury through him on there. And, and, he, and he performed quite well. He's only done well. Uh, done well. He bit of magic for Ryan Graydon's chance. Um, he's got that quality. And uh, Adam O'Reilly considering getting a bit of stick coming back to his, his, his last club and, and putting in a performance uh, like he did doesn't surprise me. Derry manager Rory Higgins speaking to the Drive 105 crew there after the one-all draw here at Richmond Park against St. Pat's. Now I'm sure he would have done a one-on-one -on -one interview with me had I asked 
but he had done so many interviews after the game he was absolutely freezing I said you know what I'll just take the audio from Drive 105 because I didn't want to keep him on that pitch any longer than was necessary I'm actually going to be working with the Drive 105 crew in the next couple of weeks and I have to say I'm really looking forward to it let's go from Richmond Park up the road to Dundalk Dundalk opening their League of Ireland 2023 season with a one-all draw against UCD there's no way of Glossing this one up, that's a disappointing result for the Lily Whites, who went 1-0 up through John Martin, but Kieran Behan, a great night for the 21-year-old, got the equaliser. Um, John Flanagan was co-commentating on this game for LMFM and LOITV. And after the match, the former Dundalk captain sent us this voice note. Dundalk definitely looked at the shadow of themselves from last season. Looked undercooked. Looked that they didn't have enough time in pre-season for the new players to bet in or Definitely not enough pre-season games. They created very few chances of note. An early penalty missed by Pat Hooban and then one unquality flowing move in the first half when he scored. But apart from that, an awful lot of shots from distance and half, half chances. UCD, full of energy as they always are, worked till the end and they probably had the standout performer in the game and young Behan up front. Real handful, real quality player and he scored a sensational free kick to equalise for UCD. He could be the next one on, on the conveyor belt. It's going to be snapped up by a bigger club. He looked really quality. I think Andy Myler definitely going to be the happier of the two managers. And his side's performance away from home, a point in Oriel Park, he'll take that. Stephen O'Donnell has an awful lot of work to do to try and get the squad to knit together and, and, and bed in to try and pick up some points. A very, very tough game next week now in Bohemian, so have a hard week's trainer. Former Dundalk captain John Flanagan sending us his thoughts on the Extra Time League of Ireland Voice Note podcast coming to you tonight from Richmond Park where St. Pat's played out a one-all draw against Derry City. It wasn't a bad night for the other Laos League of Ireland club, Drogheda United. They got a scoreless draw away to Shelburne uh, elsewhere in the Premier Division. Bohemians overcoming Cork City by two goals to one. They went 2-0 up in that game, Cork City pulled one back but couldn't get the equaliser in front of a sold-out Turner's Cross. Former Cork City midfielder and, of course, former Republic of Ireland midfielder, Joe Gamble, was watching. And he sent us this voice note. First half, in terms of lineups, Cork City played 3-5-2. Uh, predominantly, it was actually a 5-3-2, similar to the same formation. They won the first division last year and Conor Healy stuck to the same formation. Um, Bohemians were 4-3-3, more of a narrow front three <clears throat> with Connolly bit more narrow um, and the fullbacks were bombing on a lot more for Bohemians. I think in the first half, it was far, far too easy for Bohemians, really. Um, you wouldn't have thought it was actually the first game of the season, which is normally a bit more blood and guts and a bit more tackles flying in and teams are p- kind of going for it. But Corksy were very deep and uh, gave far too easy position for balls. They played out from the back, played through and played around them. Fullbacks for balls were on the ball all along the switch that Bohemians kept doing. Uh, Corsi never really pressed because they were stuck in the back five um, so the first half really resembles more of a pre-season game to be quite honest it was kind of 65-70% nearly but the balls one up at half time didn't really reflect the actual dominance that they actually had no they didn't when I say dominance as well it's not as if they cut Cork City open it's just they had a lot of possession and it, Cork never really pressed them so it was just too easy then the second half uh, Cork City changed to four at the back a lot more aggressive a lot more on the front foot, you know, in general. They never really played through them, they never really played out from the back. <clears throat> it was a lot more direct up to Keating, uh, who did very well in fairness to him. Good in the air, good, he was a good grafter. Uh, and Bowes kind of struggled a little bit with him in terms of that side of it. But uh, overall, up until the 70 minutes, it was really cruise control for Bohemians. 
And unfortunately, for their point of view, they pressed the struck button, especially Talbot, who had a bit of a beast in the last 20 minutes, to be quite honest. So he gave an, a, a first goal away. It was an awful goal. Try to be smart, try to take a, a touch uh, past the, um, the striker Keaton, <clears throat> but stood in the ball and basically Keaton just uh, tapped in the back of the net, really. And then the, um, a corner came in and he fluffed it uh, and it was cleared off the line, could have easily been two ball. He gave Cork City on his own too many, too, uh, too many chances really for him to get a draw uh, which really again as I said I don't think they deserved it because they just lacked that bit of quality they lacked a bit of composure in the ball um, I know, I'm know, i sure Colin would be Colin would be um, disappointed with the first half performance but in the second half look they did, they did put up a good fight and could have easily got a draw again more from luck than, than actually quality but uh, look it was a good game both would be delighted um, win away 2-1 a uh, bit of work to, for, for Cork City to do but I don't think their season will be based on beating or, or drawn or, or getting results from Bohemians. It's more probably the the teams that will be in around them, maybe in the bottom half. You know, you never know. Home, Van is a Cork, big fans. If it'd be crowd if they can get one or two good results at home, maybe turn into a bit of a fortress. But um, overall, a right result. Uh, but a good twenty minutes for uh, for a neutral or in general to watch the game. It was a bit more feisty, so. Former Cork City and Republic of Ireland player Joe Gamble, who watched the action at Turner's Cross, where Bowes got a 2-1 win against Cork City. We'll wrap up everything that happened in the Premier Division in a few moments, but let's go to the First Division. Kerry FC playing their first ever game in the League of Ireland. They hosted Cove Ramblers. They did lose by two goals to nil, but um, it's not about results necessarily for Kerry FC this season. It's about establishing themselves as a League of Ireland team. And I, I also think it's a trip that everyone is looking forward to. All the Premier Division teams and their supporters want to draw Kerry away in the Cup to head down to Tralee. Uh, the game, by the way, tonight was live on Radio Kerry and watching it was Andrew Morrissey. After the match, he sent us this voice note. It was a very good game. Um, started quite slow. Kerry were very obviously very nervous as they were uh, kind of growing into the game and Ramblers definitely showed their experience. But the crowd got behind them. Uh, there was obviously a buzz here in Tralee and all over the county all week ahead of the game and they really kind of got behind the players. They got they conceded a goal maybe just before half time which kind of knocked the wind out of their sails slightly. But in fairness, whatever Billy Denny he said at half time, he really drove them on and they came out a totally different team now. They had the aid of a very strong breeze behind their back. Couple of brilliant cat-like saves from both goalkeepers kind of really made the game thrilling. Um, but two very well-taken goals, including a brilliant free kick by Cove of Ramblers, is what really made the difference in the end. And they kind of were able to make a couple of tactical changes just to set themselves and see out the game after uh, going 2-0 up. But I think Kerry will still be happy that, you know, obviously not with the result, but with the way some guys played, some of their younger guys who were just out of the academy, 17, 18, 19-year-olds, were superb tonight. The likes of Graham O'Reilly was unbelievable. We actually gave him man of the match on the radio tonight. We thought he was that good. Wayne Guthrie in goal again. Absolutely brilliant game. You know, he's obviously just come from the Austin Sachs football team, so hasn't played soccer in a while, but I'm sure you wouldn't have known it. He was that good tonight. It was uh, overall... Um, a really good night for Kerry FC. Granted, it wasn't the result they needed, but I think the supporters can see what they've done. And just chatting to Billy Dennehy there, the manager, Billy made a good point. These players have never played together competitively before. It's their first game. So overall, I think there'll be a lot of positives taken out of it and they'll drive on now to uh, to Bray next week. Andrew Morrissey of Radio Kerry joining us from Tralee, where Kerry FC lost to Cove Ramblers by two Goals to nil, McAllister and Jack Doherty with the goals for Cove Ramblers. What a signing, by the way, Jack Doherty is for Cove Ramblers. What a bit of business that was by Shane Keegan. Elsewhere in the first division tonight, Treaty United lost 1-0 at home to Bray Wanderers. Feeney with the goal for Bray Wanderers. Uh, Waterford 
winning 3-0 away to Wexford. A washeria with a hat-trick there. While Galway got a 2-1 win away to Finn Harps. Uh, Borden with the two goals there. Rainey got the equaliser for Finn Harps, but uh, Borden with the second goal for Galway in the 61st minute. He also scored the first of them. That came in the fourth minute. Rainey got a penalty in the 43rd, but uh, the winner coming with uh, just under half an hour to go. So that's almost it for the first Extra Time League of Ireland voice note. Just to wrap up what happened in the Premier Division, Bohemians, the only team in the top flight to get a win tonight. They beat Cork City 2-1 away from home in front of a packed Turner's Cross. St. Pat's with a one-all draw here against Derry City. St. Pat's back at home next week against Shelburne. While Dundalk drew one-all against UCD at Oriel Park. They also opened up last season with the draw, but of course that was against Derry. It finished scoreless at Tolka Park where Shelburne took on Drogheda. For full match reports and the details of what's coming up over the next couple of days and weeks, go to extratime.ie. And of course, if you've any feedback to us or want to make any comment, good or bad, you can get me on Twitter at Oshin Langan. From Richmond Park, where it finished one all, it is goodbye.